Broadcasters Association and this station. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. Welcome into the Thursday, September 19th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. It's a Thursday. It means you can join the program right now. 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by Miller Lite. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Now, you can find me on social media anytime at Paul Swan and the show, of course, on Facebook. You search The Drive with Paul Swan, and you're completely connected with us on social media. In a few minutes, we're going to hear from John Mercer. Tennis is starting to ramp back up at Marshall University, and they've got a an event they're co-hosting with West Virginia going on in Charleston tomorrow. So John's going to join us in a few minutes, and we'll talk to him about that. As I mentioned, the phone calls are welcome. It's an open week, so I think we've previewed open pretty thoroughly. This is the most I think we've ever previewed open. So open is going to be on Saturday. Then the herd will get ready for Cincinnati. They're getting ready for Cincinnati already. It's just to get a few extra days to do so. And uh, you can find out more about what's going on with the herd's open week because coming up tonight we'll have Doc Holliday's show at 7. Before that, we'll have Inside Herd Athletics with Marshall University Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. And that's all coming up tonight following our show right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9:30. So tennis tonight. We'll talk to Coach Mercer about that. Uh, we'll keep an eye on uh, what's going on with uh, volleyball. If you didn't get a chance to go and pull it up yet, I would go back and listen to yesterday's podcast. It was fun uh, talking to Marshall volleyball coach Ari Agnes, and uh, I mean she is just so energetic and brings a lot to that herd volleyball program. And you're kind of getting that feeling that uh, things are maybe ahead of schedule where she wants them to be. She's pretty happy with the results. Uh, Moorhead State, the opponent tonight. And you can get live stats of that on HerdZone.com. You can follow along there. Also, I know women's soccer is in action tonight as well. They're at Florida Atlantic, and so all the details also on HerdZone.com if you're looking forward to following all of that. But uh, tomorrow... Women's tennis, the Marshall-West Virginia Invitational. Uh, volleyball is going to be at Coppin State. I'm sorry, they're, they're at that Moorhead Tournament, so they're going to be playing Coppin State and also playing Southeastern Louisiana. So they've got a busy, busy weekend. And, you know, it's good for them because Saturday they're, they're home. They're home. They've been on the road forever, it feels like. So if you missed that interview, go back, check that out. I would encourage you to do that. And... I would definitely stick around tonight because Doc Holliday, probably the only coach in America that is doing a coach's show and he's off week. Taking a break from getting ready for Cincinnati the following Saturday's game and going over to Fat Paddy's tonight. So uh, if you were wondering if the coach's show was still happening, yes, it is happening. Doc is going to be doing the show tonight. It'll be live at Fat Patties, and of course that means uh, Mike Kurtner and Mike Hamrick will get together for Inside Herd Athletics. So we're busy. We got a busy, busy schedule here. So I'll tell you what we're going to do: take our first break. We'll come back. 
We'll hear from Marshall tennis coach John Mercer. We'll talk to him about what's coming up for the program. They've got the Invitational co-hosting that with West Virginia. It's going to be in Charleston, so looking forward to catching up with him. We haven't talked in a while, and uh, we can talk also with John. He's a Steelers fan. I'm not. We're both 0-2. I feel good. I feel good in my 0-2-ness. I don't know how he feels about his 0-2-ness, but I, I feel good. So John Mercer coming up when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Safety program. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's been a long season for the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's why I've left John Mercer alone, but uh, tennis season's about to begin, so uh, he can't escape it now. The head coach of the Marshall tennis team joins us now on the program. And um, Pirates lost again today. John, what do, you, what do you have to say for yourself? Uh, what happened after the All-Star break, huh? Yeah, you tell me. You're the, you're the diehard. You're the lifer. Yeah, the house crumbled. So... That was crazy, epic, as they like to say nowadays. How many firings epic do you think? How many firings do you think they're going to be? Oh, who knows? They're so fat on Neil Huntington and the whole coaching staff. I don't know. That's quite the quite the topic in Pittsburgh. I tell you what, John. Uh, every January, I have the opportunity to go to uh, affiliate meetings, which are in Seven Springs. Uh huh. You want to come with? And um, <laughs> you could um, you could pose some questions. You could be the guy uh, asking some questions. I'd love to ask some questions. Okay. So I think I'd have some good ones. Um, the so. only <laughs> bad thing is you'd have to carpool with me and Mike Kurtner. I don't know. Are, are you prepared? Oh, that would be great with Mike. Come on now. I, have you That'd heard his awesome. music playlist, John? <laughs> let's uh, let's be realistic here. You haven't. I have. Ah. Uh. I have not. Yeah, so. he's still rocking an iPad. I mean, he's still rocking yeah. an iPod. There you go. Yeah. Well, at least I have earbuds, you know, so I, I could be not, not compatible with his iPod. So, uh, yeah, we, and we haven't even talked about the Pittsburgh Steelers. We will in a minute because, um, yeah, you're here today because uh, tennis is starting back up and you're going to be co-hosting an event with West Virginia. Is that is that even legal? Yeah. Is that possible? No, is that legal? No, that's what I said. That's what I said when the coach called me. I was like, what's going on here? There's got to be some secret espionage thing going on here or something, you know? So, But, yeah, we're hosting a, a tournament uh, with WVU over in Charleston, uh, over at the old Wampow Park uh, courts where they have the state tournament every year. And, uh, there's been a lot of boosters, both Marshall and uh, WVU, uh, obviously live in that area, and have been kind of wanting us to get together and host a tournament over there, so... Uh, it's been in the works for a couple of years, and uh, it's finally coming to fruition. So we'll be playing playing tomorrow. Do you consider the West Virginia tennis program, are, are, are you rivals? Is that program a rivalry? Because this seems like this is really more of a friendly gathering. Uh, well, I think it's a respectful gathering, and I think it's something that, uh, you know, we've all, uh, you know, want to do. It's good for the game. Uh, it's good for tennis. It's good for the state. You know, it's uh, you know two D one programs. They don't have a men's team up there like we don't have a men's team. So, uh, you know, they're the two D one programs in the state, and it's good for the kids in the state of West Virginia to see uh, both programs and uh, 
However, when you go out there and play, there's always uh, WVU Marshall. And, uh, you know, both sides definitely want to win. So uh, it's competitive, always very competitive. Now, the schools that are participating in this outside of Marshall and West Virginia are Akron, James Madison, Toledo, and Youngstown State. That's an interesting grouping. Um, you look at them, these are, these are programs uh, you could say maybe in some way are regional to a degree. Uh, it's not a hardship mm-hmm. for all of them to travel. Is that the, the reason why the pairing, the grouping took place? Or how did it all come about as far as uh, this field? Do you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, what you basically do, I mean, it, you get a lot of tournaments in your region, like in this area early. Uh, you're trying to qualify players for the regional championships, uh, which is your Virginia Tech uh, at the end of October. So you're trying to get as many head-to-head results uh, between players uh, early here so that you can get more of your players into the regional championships, which actually acts as a a national qualifier uh, that's uh, in the national term is held out in uh, California now. It used to be up at, uh, you know, the U.S. Open location in New York, but uh, now it's out in California. And uh, so, you know, it's just it's kind of a process that you go through. And there's several of these tournaments. In two weeks, we will be down at Virginia Tech playing another similar tournament to this. And we're just trying to get our kids' exposure uh you know, get them some matches, but, you know, also hopefully qualify them to be able to play in the regional tournament. So that's kind of the purpose, and teams are always looking, uh, you know, for some good competition. And I think that's where it really helped that, you know, we got together at WVU because that was, you know, two quality programs in there right off the bat. And, uh, you know, so other teams were interested in coming. So Akron, James Madison, Toledo, Youngstown State, this is pretty good competition then for maybe those who don't know. Yeah, James Madison's a really good program. Uh, they took a, off the last couple of years. I think they beat Indiana last year out of the Big Ten. And, uh, you know, they all, I think, uh, Akron finished second in the MAC last year. I think they were like 20 and six. So, you yeah, have some good teams in there, some good players. Uh, you know, everyone always has a good number one and two players, so that's for sure. <laughs> and uh, it'll be competitive. Uh, you know, there's no real secrets anymore. So. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of good teams out there, a lot of good players, and uh, you know, it's like I said, it's just good exposure for the players to to get started, and it's nice for us that we don't have to travel so far. We get to stay here, you know, sleep on campus, and uh, take advantage of that. So uh, that's the first for us uh, to start the season off, not having to travel somewhere. John Mercer's joining us, Marshall's tennis coach, on the program, and. Where are you at personnel-wise? Uh, I know we've talked over uh, the seasons where. You've had some injuries that have really, I mean, taken you out. I mean, you've had to overcome a lot. And as we've talked, you just can't go on campus and say, hey, can you swing a racket? Come on. Uh, so where are you right. at personnel-wise? Uh, right now we have six. Uh, we do have three commits for January, uh, which is really nice. So you know, our team will change uh, a lot come spring, come January, uh, with three new ones coming in. But uh, the six we have, we have four retarders from last year. Uh, we have two new freshmen, one from Pittsburgh, one from Belgium. Uh, the four who came back, uh, definitely up at least one, if not two levels from where they were last year. Uh, last year, uh, out of that group, we had two sophomores and two freshmen. So uh, they all made big strides over the summer, played a lot of tennis, trained a lot. You can just see them. You know, if people watch them play last year, they'll come see them play this year. They'll see a big difference physically. 
uh, just way more fit. It's, it's really just the process of, you know, recruiting 17, 18-year-olds and, you know, getting them training 12 months out of the year and uh, consistently and getting them, you know, training at a level that, you know, gets them up to speed to the level where we're competing uh, and trying to, you know, be successful. So, you know, for some of those kids, you're one year into it, you're two years into it, just continue to see the growth. And that's all we really need because what we need is we need to work these kids up to be seniors and juniors and so on. And then we'll really be up to full speed. So when the new freshmen come in, uh, you know, they'll have that, that upper class group, uh, you know, to look at, and, uh, you know, really, uh, you know, be able to ask a lot of questions and, you know, we'll have a lot of good leadership up there. So, but the group we have is uh, really good. I mean, they, they, worked hard and like i said you know they, they're definitely playing at a higher way higher level than they were last year especially at this time i mean they're playing at a way higher level than they were even at the end of the season so it was good to see them all work hard over the summer we gave them you know things to do goals over the summer to try to achieve and uh you know they all came through and played tournaments and trained and uh you know you really saw the improvement you know first day back on campus Marshall women's tennis coach John Mercer with us on the program. John, has this been really a trying couple of seasons with the, all the difficulties? A lot of them are difficulties that you don't want to happen, but when they do, uh, it's very hard to overcome. So just for you, how how trying has it been? How challenging has it been trying to recover from injuries? I mean, there are things that happen that you know you just can't control, and you've had a lot of them. Right, yeah. Yeah, it, it's frustrating, of course. I mean, you know, the big thing is, is you know, it's about the the student-athletes. And uh, you want them all to have, you know, enjoyable, successful careers. You know, they only get to play four years, as we all know. And, uh, you know, those four years go fast. And, uh, you know, we were able to sustain, you know, a winning, you know, very high-caliber program for 17 years. And, you know, that was something we were always able to sell, you know. And so it was kind of frustrating that, you know, you have players uh, like Anna Smith, who's on the team now, and she's been through two, who's a junior, but she's been through two really tough seasons. So, uh, you know, kudos to her. I mean, she's, you know, stuck with us and she's continued to learn and try hard. Uh, you know, her game's improved tremendously uh, over the two years she's here. Uh, but, you know, ultimately, that's what you, you want them leaving here going, hey, you know, we won conference championships and we were a top 50 nationally ranked program. And, uh, you, you want to see that success and, uh, you know, it, it just, it makes a big difference when they, when they hear, you know, see those things and, uh, live those things and, you know, see what, you know, successful programs are about, you don't just dwell on that, you know, you, you kind of get in a situation where it, you can, you know, dwell on other things besides that, you know, really focus on things, you know, individual things and so on. And, uh, you know, really try to build their self-confidence through that, which is what we've really been trying to do. And, uh, you know, ultimately that'll come out, with, you know, team, you know, getting back to the level where, uh, you know, where we expect this, you know, expect it to be. Has that been the sale then when you go talk to a potential student athlete, you say you can make an immediate impact because, Kids like to play right away. And I guess with a sport like tennis, uh, there's not much sitting on the bench waiting for your opportunity, at least uh, the way um, elite right. collegiate sports are with tennis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, you know, you have very little margin there, like we've kind of talked about in the past. Uh, you know, you have to have at least six players to put out on the court. And, you know, we don't have, you know, many scholarships over six. So, you know, if you're missing a player or two, you're, you're really – 
you know, flirting with trouble, <laughs> uh, you know, as far as putting people out on a court. But yeah, as far as a selling point, uh, you know, Marshall, I mean, Marshall's done a lot, you know, moving, you know, into, you know, this national level caliber school, you know, academically. I mean, that's been a big help for us. Uh, you know, I think, you know, the coaching aspect of it, you know, both Jason and I have a lot of experience. We've worked with a lot of really good players. Uh, I think when we bring uh, recruits here and bring them on campus and, you know, really talk to them, uh, you know, by phone or by Skype or however we're communicating with them, I think they they can relate to what we're talking about. They, they can kind of understand that, okay, this is a place where I can go and get better. So, you know, the downfall if you want to call it that, a downfall, you know, our last two years wasn't necessarily a problem of our players weren't getting better. It was a problem of actually getting players out on the court <laughs> uh, to play. And so, uh, you know, you, you don't dwell on it. You know, I mean, it, it, it's happened, uh, you know, but I think we're in a really good position now, uh, you know, with, with where we are, you know, after last year. I think last year was a good growing process. I mean, those kids had to come in and, uh, you know, play right away. Uh, they got a lot of matches in. Uh, they learned a lot. They took that and ran with it. Like I said, had a really good summers. And, uh, you know, we'll continue. We'll get we'll get back there. I mean, I have no doubt about it. Uh, you know, we'll get back to where we need to get. So, um, you know, we definitely you know have some more uh, help on the way, and uh, I think it'll really uh, pay off for us this spring. Let's talk schedule because you're in Charleston for this event with mm-hmm. West Virginia, and then uh, you're in Charleston again, but it's not Charleston, West Virginia. You're in Charleston, South Carolina. Then you're in Blacksburg, Virginia. Right. Then you're in Florence, South mm-hmm. Carolina. Then you're in Austin, mm-hmm. Texas. Back to Blacksburg, Virginia. Um, back to Charleston, South mm-hmm. Carolina. Orlando, Florida. Naples, Florida. Bloomington, Indiana. Dayton for uh, a couple of uh, jaunts. Toledo. Mm-hmm. Pennsylvania University Park, uh, Loretto, Pennsylvania, Greenville, New Haven, Connecticut, New York, New York. Pick me up a Rangers hat, would you? Uh, and then <laughs> uh, February 21st, February 21st, um, it's going to be Huntington, West Virginia here. Uh, you're you're going to be spending some time uh, between now and the first of the year on the road a lot. Now you're not consecutively on the road. There's going to be some gaps in between all this, but still, right. Uh, yeah. You're on the road a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's exciting. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's a lot of fun for our players. You know, they, they like to travel. That's one reason they come here. Uh, you know, we have a nice budget. We've had a lot of support from the athletic department in that regard that, you know, we can get, places and get good competition, you know, to, to improve. And, uh, you know, so we want to take advantage of that. Uh, you know, it's kind of a little bit of unique about tennis, uh, is that, you know, growing up when you, you know, a lot of kids start playing when they're 12, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. I mean, rarely do you ever, you never really play on your home facility. I mean, you're always traveling to a tournament somewhere. So tennis players are kind of used to that, you know, it's kind of like, okay, you know, I'm playing this weekend, you know, I'm, going from uh, Huntington, West Virginia, and I'm traveling to Orlando, Florida, and that's where I'm playing. And next weekend, I'll be in Cincinnati, Ohio. And, uh, you know, rarely do you, I mean, like, even my own kids who grew up playing here in Huntington and, and did really well, they never played a tournament in Huntington. Uh, they played high school tennis in Huntington, but they never played a tournament in Huntington. So 
but yet they were all over the United States. And it's like that everywhere, whether you're here or whether you're you know, in Europe or whether you're in Japan or, uh, you know, all around the world. So tennis players are kind of used to that routine uh, of, of, you know, getting on the road and, and competing. So, But that's basically what we're trying to do. We're trying to get them in situations uh, where they can be competitive, you know, at the level that, uh, that they need to be in order to grow and continue to get better as players. And I think, you know, that's really what that schedule offers. A lot of things have changed in college tennis over the last couple of years. Uh, you know, a lot of, you see some of those events on there, they're pro tournaments. Uh, and that's really the way, uh, college tennis is really becoming a developmental system, uh, for pro tennis, just like, uh, you know, college basketball is for the NBA and college football is for the NFL. Uh, you're really starting to see college tennis uh, develop into a uh, ground, a training ground to develop future pro players. And you're seeing that, you know, if anybody followed the U.S. Open, there's just a ton of players in there who played college tennis, uh, from whether they were from here in the States or all over the world. Uh, you know, this guy played here, and this guy played at, you know, UCLA, and this guy played at Vanderbilt. You could go on and on and on, but uh, you know, so the landscape's changing, and we're having to change with that, keep up with that. Uh, I think we're, you know, doing a good job of that, and uh, I think that'll pay dividends for us here. John Mercer's joining us on the program, Marshall's women's tennis coach. So, do you like that—the fact that it's becoming more of just a developmental ground for professional tennis, or should it always been, to a degree, a developmental ground for professional tennis? <laughs> That's a very good question, Paul. <laughs> uh, it's different. Uh, it's, I would put it from the standpoint, you know, it's kind of like what's going on in the world today in athletics. It's a matter of survival. So if college tennis is going to survive, that's what it needs to do. And uh, that's what, you know, coaches are committed to doing, uh, you know, to, to developing this type of system. So, you know, this is what's, being asked, uh, not necessarily by my administrators, but being asked by, you know, administrators across the country, uh, uh, you know, what, you know, what's the route here? Uh, you know, what's the, what's the, you know, can you get to the, to the major leagues of tennis by being a college tennis player? And if you can set up that sort of pathway, then the NCAA looks at it as much more of a viable sport. And so that's where you're kind of getting into this. It, it's it's a good hour long discussion on the talk show. <laughs> we could do that sometime. Uh, we don't have an hour, but we could do that sometime. Um, speaking of uh, your administration, always generous. Uh, you've uh, always told me that the, mm-hmm. they're very supportive, and uh, obviously uh, the travel budget's very nice. Uh, because you get to go mm-hmm. all over the place, um, and you do have some home matches, by the way. So there, it's not yeah. it's not as if you're yeah. just uh, America's and, guest for the right. Uh, for the, some uh, of those events, like the pro event, we won't be taking the whole team. It's it's certain players who you know are carrying points with them to qualify to get into those events. So again, it's kind of part of the whole recruiting process. Like if you want to be recruiting at a certain level now, then you need to be offering to be able to go play these particular type of events. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, so, okay. Yeah. So has yeah, so. um has this yeah has has the support the mechanism behind you with uh, the administration um, 
you know, where are they wanting us to go? Are they uh, are they pretty responsive, or I is, think, is Marshall ahead yeah, of the curve? Think, you know, it, it comes back into uh, you know, just like all the other sports. Okay, we're in this conference. What do you need to do in order to be competitive within your conference? So, the better the conference you're in, you know, obviously, the more you're going to have to ante up. You know, it's just like football and basketball. You know, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be in the ACC in basketball, it's probably going to be more expensive than being in Conference USA, as we all know. But, uh, you know, tennis-wise, you know, we have some very competitive teams and some very competitive programs in our conference, in Conference USA. Uh, you know, either as a result of, you know, finances or as a result of location. Uh, you know, they're very good. So, you know, we have to kind of look at that and say, okay, what do we need to do in order to be competitive? And, uh, you know, that's basically – and that, that's, you know, how it's always been treated here, you know, from the time that we got here, um, you know. Uh, every AD that we've had here, you know, that, that either I worked for or Laurie, uh, my wife, you know, when she was head coach here, you know, worked for, I mean, they've been very supportive and, uh, you know, have always tried to give us what we need in order to be competitive at that level uh, within our conference. So that's the goal. John Mercer is our guest. Marshall Women's Tennis in action tomorrow uh, and on Sunday. Uh, you're going to be at the Marshall West Virginia Invitational. It's going to be in Charleston. Then after that, uh, you're going to be America's guest for a long time back in Huntington uh, on February 21st. Uh, we'll see you again then. Um, you got a lot of games, uh, a lot of matches. I mean, correct myself here. Oh, yeah. a, lot, a lot of matches. Uh, and um, you've got, what, two Conference USA? In, in all of those, you've got two Conference USA matches. Okay. Yeah, I'm just looking, I'm looking at that. Actually, yeah. is that how many we have? Okay, you have North Texas. <laughs> okay, I'm looking okay. At North Texas, FIU, okay. Um, yeah. okay. and um, Charlotte. Okay. All right. That's, yeah, so three. Yeah. It, it's yeah. a little different, isn't it? Conference USA tennis is a little different than it is uh, for yeah. the other sports. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't play. You know, a mandatory uh, schedule. So again, you kind of end up you know, playing things a little bit more regionally, uh, you know, trying to, uh, you know, get your rankings up. Uh, you know, we're trying to, we're really trying to be a top 50 program. Uh, that's our goal, you know, so we can get an at-large bid into the NCAA tournament in case we don't win our conference tournament. Uh, but, yeah, in order to do that, you know, then, you know, because there's a lot of mandatory schedule, you're looking at playing other teams that are, uh, you know, more regional, you know, like the Penn State that's on the schedule, uh, you know, schools like that. So, uh, you know, there's positives and negatives behind it. You know, the positive is is that we don't have to do as much traveling. We have to fly to UTEP, right? That's always <laughs> uh, a plus. Fly out west all the time, right? <laughs> well, I've heard they all love that trip to UTEP, right? Uh, but, uh, you know, we don't have to do that. But, you know, it, you know and another positive is, is that we have extra dates now to schedule teams like out of the ACC or the SEC or the Big Ten and so on, which we've always done in the past. The negative is is that you have to build an entire schedule. <laughs> you know, there isn't, uh, you know, we get 25 dates. There isn't an automatic, you know, 12 dates that have already been taken, and you just have to build 11. It is not easy coming up and juggling 25 dates uh, throughout a season. Uh, it, it, it's a, That's a challenge. And so, you know, sometimes you might end up playing some places you don't want to or at a particular time, but, you know, we're just uh, not in that situation, uh, you know. So, you know, you try to, uh, again, take the positive out of it and, you know, hopefully it, you know, kind of 
hardens your team a little bit, hardens your players a little bit, makes them a little tougher, see what they're made of, uh, you know, gets them to grow, and, uh, you know, gain some self-confidence that they can be in some tough situations and, and uh, you know, still perform up to their capabilities. So, uh, yeah, the, the schedule is always, uh, is always a challenge. John Mercer's our yes, Marshall women's tennis coach. Uh, hey, we got through it. Um, no mention of our 0-2 teams, so uh, we're good in, <laughs> in football. Uh, don't forget me when you go to um, New Haven, Connecticut, and New York, New York. I need uh, authentic. Oh, yeah. I need an authentic oh, no. Rangers hat. New York Rangers. Okay. We're gonna win yeah, the Stanley Rangers. Cup okay. in five years, John. In five years, in gonna five win years. That's the plan. Well, they won't even have anybody on the team in five years. It's on the team now. Have you seen? Have you seen our acquisitions? <laughs> have, have you seen? I mean, we've got bread. <laughs> I mean, you got Panarin. We got Brad. Jeez. Uh, oh, yeah, have you seen him? He, he, <laughs> I mean, you got the you got the number two oh, draft pick overall right. in Capo. Okay. I mean, what do all you right. have? Well, what do you, you know, what do you always, what do you have in your Penguins? What do you have? It's always it's always good to have hope. You know. You I mean, seriously. Have to have hope. We got you got what Mulkin? Yeah. We get Crosby. What do you got? Who, who's left on that yeah, team? Yeah, you know, I, they they always seem to get something together though, don't they? So they always seem to have a big master plan somewhere. So, how about the Steelers without Big Ben? Uh, they look great. I love it. How, how are we feeling about that? I love it. I love yeah, every bit now. of it. I love every moment yeah. of it. Think they'll be better? Um, I hope not. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. I I, I hope they go 0 and 16. Or or the Bengals go or the Bengals go 0 and 16. They go 2 and 14, and the Bengals get the first round draft pick. I'm I'm okay yeah. with that well. that too. With that, yeah, with that trade with Miami, it seems like they haven't given up though, right? Uh, Fitzgerald, um, like they just, you got a lot of first and second round draft picks on that defense now. All I know is um, tonight you got to focus on the Penguins. Yeah, you got to focus on the Penguins and the Blue Jackets preseason <laughs> hockey on night. <laughs> Yeah, th- that's that's your winner, Pittsburgh Penguins. They're yeah, they're going to be your your, your well, only son, hope. My son's in my son's in Columbus now, you know, so. I guess he could report back to me on the Blue Jackets thing. So. Yeah, as uh, in his uh, Pittsburgh gear, right? <laughs> He'll always bleed black and gold. So I, I understand. It seems to run in your family that way. I understand. John, appreciate it. Thank oh, yeah. you, sir. Uh, we'll do this sure, again yeah, soon. Thanks. And um, thanks for having me on. Hey, it's been uh, too long, but um, I don't know the next time we can get you on to promote an event because you're going to be all over the place. Yeah, that's true. Well, we'll check in with you every once in a while. Okay, and then we'll have that's you back on the good. show. Uh, I'm thinking yeah. Friday. I'm sorry, Thursday, February 20th. I think that's the next time we'll. we'll oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, we'll, they were rolling at that point. We'll we'll do it yeah. sooner. I we'll promise. See. All right, thanks, Paul. That's John Mercer. Go hurt, Pens and Steelers. <laughs> no, on the last two. No, no. Go uh, hurt. Yes. Right. Go hurt. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. Thanks. Not uh, we're, I'm not accepting that go go Steelers go pen stuff stop that. Uh, we'll continue on with today's edition of the Drive here, ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. The Drive with Paul Swan, Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows Paul's the best on ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. Don't forget to stick around after today's show. We'll be taking you to Fat Patties for Inside Herd Athletics with Marshall University Director Mike Hamrick. He'll be there with a cast of thousands as well as uh, they'll discuss Marshall Athletics. Uh, Your host is Mike Kurtner, and uh, we don't know what the topics are going to be. I don't know what the topics are going to be. 
Mr. Hamrick doesn't know what the topic is going to be. Nobody knows what the topic is going to be until Mike tells us. So uh, we'll find out all together. And you can tune into that program coming up next. And you can also join the program by calling 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. We went a little long with uh, Coach Mercer Marshall Tennis, and of course, I expected that. So we got to take another quick break, come back, and we're going to wrap this up when we continue with today's edition of The Drive presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Save that number because coming up next, it'll be Inside Herd Athletics with Marshall University Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. That'll be the number you need to call in. And if you've got any questions, you can ask. We don't screen the calls. And, of course, uh, I never know what the topics are going to be on that program. So, again, it's an adventure. I'm going to be listening, finding out what the heck's going to happen at the same time you are. And we're doing it all live from Fat Patties. That's going to do it for this edition of today's program. I want to thank my guest, John Mercer from Marshall University Tennis, for joining us on the program, talking a little Marshall Tennis and uh, some Pittsburgh sports as well. Our producer this afternoon is Gabriel Sellers. Appreciate him as always. Back tomorrow on Friday to do it all over again. Until then, if you missed any part of today's program, don't forget you can go back and catch it on the podcast. That's right, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, tune in wherever you get your podcast. You can find The Drive with Paul Swan. Once again, for John Mercer, my guest this afternoon, appreciate him, and Gabriel Sellers, I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.